It's time for your local weekly analysis, Slow County Public Policy and the Law, with your host, Stu Jenkins. The union forever, ah, boys, hurrah, down with the trainer, up with the star, while we rally around the flag, boys, rally once again, shouting the battle cry of Welcome back to Slow County Public Policy and the Law, only on KNews FM 98.5. This is Stu Jenkins. As a lawyer, I help folks protect their families and real estate in their estate plans. I also represent farming, industrial, and commercial landowners. Since 1978, I have tried several thousand Slow County court cases, and it has been my privilege to strike down unconstitutional city ordinances and to represent both Republican candidates and the Democratic Party. And I have served the Superior Court repeatedly as special master. Office holders, candidates, lawyers, journalists, and activists appear on Slow County Public Policy and the Law to tell you about policies shaping your lives. That focus brings folks with differing viewpoints without being attacked to tell you about how they think your community can be improved even if I or station management disagree with the guests' ideas. Last week, Congressman Salud Carbajal was here to talk about what had leaked out from the Senate's bipartisan immigration reform bill, and we had Kathy Walker of RQN talk about failures of San Luis City to protect neighborhoods from riotous frat parties. And then we had a whole hour talking with Darsha Stebbins and Cindy Muir about the recall Bruce Gibson petition and campaign. If you missed any of that, you can log on to knews985.com, that's K-N-E-W-S 985.com, for the podcasts. And if you don't see the program you want, there's a link down the page to all the Slow County Public Policy and the Law interviews from the beginning of the show. In our first hour today, you heard from Congressman Jimmy Panetta, who is in the 19th District, representing my listeners living in southern Monterey County and northern San Luis Obispo County. Congressman Panetta talked about his trip to the border and what is in the National Supplemental Security Appropriations Act of 2024 that would fix our immigration system. And you got my commentary on the details in that Senate bill and how it has been blocked by a Republican filibuster. In our second hour, now, we've got two South County leaders, venerable South County leaders uh, that have been shaping the South County for decades. They've come to join me to talk about the history, development, and the personalities that have shaped <laughs> Grover Beach and the South County. Dee Santos and Peter Keith are both here in studio. Dee, Peter. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Well, it's so good to have you both. Now, Peter, you've this is your second appearance at Slow County Public Policy and the Law. I would like to say before you continue that, um, to tell your audience that you are my family's uh, uh, trust attorney. Oh. And you are exceptionally good. I want your audience to know that. And we've been through a couple of attorneys prior to you. Well, so 
Well, you're thank com- you. And you're completing it. So thank you. I want your audience okay. to know that. And, and that was not a paid uh, no, it advertisement. Wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Peter. I uh, well now, um, D, you've you've been here as long as I've kn- known anything about politics in San Luis Obispo County, and I uh, I actually moved here in 1961. So, uh, and my my grandfather and grandmother on my mama's side bought a little house in Shell Beach when there was only one other building on the block in 1949. Um, so, you know, they. My grandfather, Robert Stewart, was actually involved in South County politics a bit, um, trying to get some of the towns to merge uh, back in the day. And, and you were just telling me before we got into this that uh, you actually, uh, well, let, let's, let the, let's let all our listeners know, D. Santos has one of the most successful salons in Grover Beach. Um, what's the name of your salon? Well, I just retired about two weeks ago. You did? Yes. And I've been in the business for a very long time, since 1960. Wow. Yes. And I had three salons at one time, and I went down to just two. It's to help other hairdressers uh-huh. get into the business. Sure. And I also worked for Marshall Spoo, the funeral home. Yeah. That was a very interesting job and still is. Uh, I learned from Tilly Marshall, who owned Marshall Spoo. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, and, and as a lot of listeners know, uh, there's, there's three or four places that are centers for political activity. There's bars, <laughs> there's barber shops, and there's hairdressing salons and nail salons. And um, so, because those are folks who eventually meet everybody in town. And then some. And then some. Because we have a lot of clients that come from out of town, like from the Valley, Mm -hmm. and Bakersfield, Fresno, Riverdale, of course. Sure. And uh, they come, they visit, they stay, and they have to have their hair done. So, you have annually, every year, we call them, uh, uh, what's the word? Anyhow, they bring their, their mobile homes or whatever, and they, you see them every year. They, they come to the Oceano and Pismo Beach and Grover Beach uh, to go down on the water. Exactly. Yeah. I think your audience should know that Dee has been a former mayor I, more than one occasion and has uh, been a council member for oh, many uh, uh, terms. And been on the Lucia Mar School District. Indeed, and currently is. Yeah. Yes. This will be my last term. I will retire come November. Now that's news, folks. (laughs) (laughs) So we need a good candidate from Grover. And I'm looking for a person who isn't, who's more into the trades for these young students that are still going to school and can't find their need or can't afford. They need to learn to do something in the trade world. We have so many uh, people out there that are, well, we started the culinary school. Mm Mm-hmm. And we just now opened up a beauty school at the high school. So there's a lot of things in the trades, and I'm, I'm sure Peter can tell you uh, what we need here. Well, and I think these are, uh, these are important things to discuss, but let's get a little background first. Now, Peter, you were not born here. 
No, I was born in San Francisco. San Francisco. And, uh, and, and raised in Napa and came here after Vietnam. I was a combat troop sniper. And you came here by accident or you came here by design? By design. Okay. I like the idea of the mountains, the ocean, the, the lakes. Everything was here within 10 miles. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've loved it ever since. Perfect. And Dee, I, I kind of think you were born here, weren't you? No, actually, no. I was born in Fillmore. Really? And in fact, my family is in the history books. Uh, the Mulholland Dam that yes. broke mm-hmm. in 1928, I lost my grandparents in that flood. Oh. So when Christine Mulholland served as a city council person here in San Luis, I reminded her that we had a connection. So we have that. And then my family moved to the San Joaquin Valley. Uh-huh. My grandparents worked for Harris Ranch. Really? Yes. And so from there, of course, being out in the country, uh, I wanted to do something different. I didn't want to work in the fields. And I didn't like, my mom had a, a little cafe. Uh-huh. And so you got to meet a lot of people, oil workers that come and go. And, sure. And, uh, and there's, there's the fourth place where politics happens, is little cafes oh, yes. in little towns. You have your regulars. Yeah. You have your morning crew and your evening crew. Mm-hmm. So you got to meet a lot of the ranchers and so forth. So, yes. Stu. I, yes. So would you like to talk a little bit about some of the history of Grover Beach? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do. Grover but I, City. But I, we don't know how Dee got here. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. That's all right. I, I was I, just going to ask that. I won't say what I normally tell people how I got here, but I came to Grover Beach in 1969 because of there was family here. Okay, okay, and and you came here to open a shop or to work for Marshall Spoo or to work at a shop at a shop, okay. and then I decided to open my own. Okay, well now uh, let's talk a little bit about the history of Grover Beach. Grover City when you moved here. Yes. With a little sign across the uh, the road coming, well, Grand Avenue coming from Route 1 that had D.W. Grover's picture on it. And it yes. said, Home of the Common Man. Um, what? How did you get involved in, uh, in politics in Grover Beach? Me, personally, I got involved because at the time I was involved with the Beach City's Little League. And they needed sponsors and stuff. And then Grover City decided that they were going to not have the fireworks. And that was our main source of raising money for these kids uh-huh. who couldn't buy, you know, the uniforms or the equipment and so forth. So I went to a council meeting and I sat there and I looked and I said, there's nothing but a bunch of old geezers sitting up here. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they just weren't thinking about the kids. And so I thought, well, here's my opportunity. So I, I argued about, you know, why they were getting rid of the fireworks and so forth. So I thought, hmm, I ought to run for city council. So lucky for me, I have been around great, great gentlemen. Of course, Peter has always been with me and beside me and around me, giving me great, great strength to, to go on. And then David Ekbaum was another one who convinced me. And then uh, 76 Station. So, Keen. Keen, Jack Keen. Jack Keen, okay, yes. sure. And then there was um, Ken Meese was also there. These are so, names any anybody who's been around the South County for any period of time will recognize. Right. Did right. they they all got behind you to run for city council? Between between Peter and I think David, yes. Uh-huh. They convinced me you've got to do it and I thought I've never been in politics. I don't know what I'm doing. But they taught me. 
So it, what? I'm, I'm curious, what did you do to win your first race? Be myself. Well, but did you just wait at your uh, place of business and wait for people to support you, or what no. did you do? I, like I said, I was really involved with, with the youth sports, and yeah. people knew me from that, so uh-huh. you had a lot of families behind you, so that helped a lot. And, of course, being in the beauty business, you know a lot of people, anybody and everybody, sure. so that, that helped a lot. So all the women went home to their husbands and said, we got to support D. You better vote for her. Fortunately. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> Sometimes it's just that simple. Okay. And, um, and now, what year was it that you got onto the uh, city council uh, in Grover City? You know? I don't recall. Was it the 70s? The I think it was the late 70s. Okay. Okay. And so forth. Um, and I can remember David Eckbaum coming into the salon and saying, I need to talk to you. And I kind of stepped back and I thought, mm, what's the problem? But he said, you need to run for city council. <laughs> so that did it. Now, were there other people who got on the council that same year? Or did you find yourself with uh, four of the old geezers? <laughs> <laughs> A couple of geezers. But they didn't last that long. <laughs> but I was, I think I've been... The, the fortunate one as a woman that I was always around good respectful gentlemen they never treated me any different mm-hmm. I was an equal mm-hmm. and I really appreciated that and as we get down down the road I'll tell you about a little story that we went to a conference at um, Fallen Leaf Lake and an incident happened oh okay well um, now we could do that right now actually if you want okay It'll- why it's still in my brain? It's still in your brain, and besides okay. that, we'll we'll get into more history stuff. Okay, we went to Fallen Leaf Lake for a workshop with the city manager and the council people, and then we had a break, like a two-hour break, and they said, you can go hiking, you can go sailing or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So the city manager at that time and another council person, who you'd know if I mentioned the name, but I won't, <laughs> um, we got on this sailboat, it started going, and it went up a little bit and then slammed down again then it started going really good and then pretty soon before you know it it had tipped over oh dear they were they were thrown to one side i was thrown to the other yeah and the person that was supposed to be um a rescue type person did not do a rescue type so anyway finally uh, people from the shore seen us yeah so they came out and they got us well d there's one thing Yes. You couldn't swim. Oh, no, my lashes were holding me up. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, they got the two guys, and I was I was holding on to the boat, and they kept telling me, let go, let go, and I wouldn't. I kept hanging on, and it was taking me away, yeah. not realizing and stuff. And so finally, when they did come around to get me, the um, volunteer fire department there at Fallen Leaf Lake got us, and got us in the boat, and our city manager was just about going into hypothermia because... Over there by Tahoe, mm-hmm. you know, the water's very cold. Sure. Very cold. So they got me in, and at this, when we were at the shore, the guys made out sure I was okay. And I can remember David, especially, walking me back to my room, and he says, get in there, take a hot shower, and just calm yourself down and stuff. So that's what I did. We went back, finished the conference, and all the way home, coming back from there, the city manager, he drove, and he, he was so concerned that I was you know, going to have problems. I thought, no, I can do this. But the funny thing and the whole story is, yes, I still had my lashes when I got out of that water. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, and, it, was a, it was a small other part. That th- this is radio, folks, and she has great lashes. Yeah, <laughs> and quite long. She could probably support herself with those in in the water. <laughs> yes. Um, now, now uh, this would have been a government conference where you were yes. comparing notes with other cities and figuring out uh, uh, it was more for us ways to improve things. Us to improve ourselves mm-hmm. and how to run a city. Okay. Now, what what were the biggest accomplishments that you think you were able to achieve while you were on the city com- council? You have to remember that not just one person does it. You have to work as a team. Sure. If you go in there with an attitude that I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, it doesn't work. You have to work as a team. And fortunately for me, as I'd mentioned before, I was lucky with a gentleman that that took time to listen to what I had in mind, and then we shared and we made good conclusions. And just like when we started the skateboard park, uh, the uh, finance director, Brian Johnson at the time, we went to the three cities to try to get money to support the skateboard park. And like I said, convincing my other fellow uh, council people, they believed in it. And it was something for the kids. I've you, always you, you went to three other cities. Yes. We went uh, to Pis- Pismo na- Beach, neighboring? Pismo yeah. Beach, Arroyo Grande, and then we went to the county. Okay. Oceano. Uh, well, it county is yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The the um, now was when you got onto the council. The Peter was not on the council, was he? No, no. He wasn't one of no. the old geezers. No, he wasn't one of the old geezers. Well, he, I am now, but I wasn't then. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's still. He, I depend on Peter for a lot of different advice. And and uh, I know Peter that you later got onto the city council in Grover. I did. Um, was D still on it? One year. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You were. So you got you got to work together. Yes. Yes, we did. And were you married by then, D? I think it was after that. I think it was too. Yeah. Okay. In those days, the mayor was picked by the city council in Grover. Yes, Beach. we had rotating, rotating, and there was one time that uh, in one of the rotations, the one particular person was not selected and the two wives really went wild and had a scene but like i said some things just don't mention names <laughs> <laughs> well you put them it'll be in my book someday well the, the truth is that those people were not competent enough to be mayor they just didn't have the intellect and again we're not mentioning names it's just okay, they, okay. and they're dead now no one is oh okay one is <laughs> hey i'd like to ask you a question Absolutely, Peter. About some personalities. Sure. Like Skinny Willis. Skinny Tell Willis. Tell us about Skinny Willis. He was like the icon of the Five Cities area. What did he do? What was his occupation? You know, Peter, I really don't know. He had those uh, propane tanks. Oh, the propane. Yeah. yeah yes, he did. Yeah, old, old protein, pro- propane tanks. Propane so, tanks. So he would bring you propane or, no, or you'd go and pick it up from him? He was just somebody that you always looked around and you'd see, oh, there's Skinny Willis, you know. And then um, there was a fellow who used to come in to the council meetings, and he came in in his little, um, it's not a trike, what do you call it for older people? Oh. Um, the, see, we're all in the same age. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> you mean a walker? A walker? No, it was, a... it's motorized. His motorized scooter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he would sit yeah. at the very front and with his platoon, you know, and that. And I can remember there was one issue that he went on and on about, but as as a woman, I seen these guys. When you have they have 
citizens have problems, you're just supposed to go approach them and sit there with them and talk to them about whatever's on their agenda. And so I thought, okay, I can do this. So he had a cigar shop. So I went to the cigar shop and told him, okay, we need to talk. And so he says, well, first thing, you got to have a drink with me. And I went, oh, geez, is this part of the problem? <laughs> and so then we went, and he, he poured me a little shot, and he says, let's, let's toast. So I did, and I thought, I can do this. So I, I drank with him, you know, and after that, we were good friends. After that, you were able to solve problems. Oh, together. yes, yes, whatever what, I said was good. What problems were you able to solve? For him or with him? About just in general, whatever he had a pet issue with. Okay. And we, he was one that would uh, come to every meetings. And then after that, we had Mr. Waisong, <laughs> who, would, who would come to the meetings. And he'd, he'd talk about, was it? Anything that had to do with him and was contra- he was controversial. And he has nothing but complaints mm-hmm. forever. Oh, and, and Stu, there are so many characters that came oh, from yeah. Grover yeah. City in particular. There's Walt Jenkins who had uh, a lumber yard. No, no relation, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say Jenkins. Oh, did I? You yes. said Jenkins. Walt Jenkins. Yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, he had a lumber yard at the west end of Grand Avenue, right by the railroad tracks. He sure. saw up anything you wanted. Uh-huh. Um, D. Uh, who were some of the other people that were such characters? Let's see. I should look back. We had a. A little man who always smoked cigars and he'd walk up and down Grand. And that we had another fellow that a lot of the people in the South County remembered it was uh, the diaper man. I think he lived in Oceano. He wore a diaper? Yes. And he crawled on all, well, toes and hands up and down the beach mm-hmm. all day. Mm-hmm. And then there was Duck Man with a D. Duck Man. <laughs> you remember him? He had, a, he had a pair of ducks on the roof of his old, old station wagon. I don't recall his name at the moment. Oh, he was... he was. The These weren't live ducks, were they? No. No, no, no. No, no. They were decoys. Decoys. They were decoys. And I have I have a photo of him. I used to play soccer with his granddaughter. Insta- uh, Mr. Mann? That's right. Mr. Mann. Mr. Mann. He always had he always had a comment about something. He was always at the council meetings. He so was. And, and every, he wore these hats. Yeah, and everyone knew you, him you just, as Duck You just Man. put two fingers over your head like there was something on the hats. <laughs> there was. A duck. <laughs> a duck. Well, folks, we're coming up on uh, a news break, so we're going to be back after the news to talk more about the personalities and history of the city of Grover City with Peter Keith and D. Santos. Be sure and stay tuned. You're going to want to hear some more stories about <laughs> Duckman.